You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday as uh, we are just kind of hanging out and uh, flex a little bit with some of the big news coming on from Razorback Sports and everything. Until, of course, today with basketball and a few things really uh, bounced out of the <laughs> program there. And I'm, I'm just, uh, I don't know, trying to figure out what to make from it. We'll talk about that too and also uh, get to hear from Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com as we'll dive into more of the stuff going on with Razorback Baseball and the fact that they continue to be dominant. But there's big news came out today of uh, from the Razorback basketball team where you had different things happen, different subtractions, if you will, to the Razorback basketball team, which is kind of crazy because you're like, what in the world? We're, we're sitting here in early May. Like, what? what how? <laughs> like, how, how did this happen? What went on? Uh, well, a few things just to kind of run through them real quick. Uh, one of the players that Arkansas had been counting on to come into the program this upcoming 2021 season was Akol Mawain. Again, I think that's how you pronounce his name. We'll see. But anyways, he was a 6'9 forward, and he was a three-star by most places. And when he left, everyone was like, okay. And Pinto, 479, got to give him a shout on this. He called it. He was like, okay, well, if this is happening, that probably means David Patrick, the assistant coach, is leaving because Cole has gone wherever David Patrick has gone. Well, lo and behold, later in the day, David Patrick, it's announced that he is joining Oklahoma at Porter Mosier's uh, staff. And then later... After that, you had another transfer with Bebe Iola. I'm just going to call him Bebe. And uh, he was already on the team, and he announces that he's going to be entering into the transfer portal. So you're talking about three subtractions to the Razorback basketball team. That all happened today. And uh, now, according to the roster spots and how everything has flown out, you have three spots available while also having a new position in the coaching ranks for someone to come and join Arkansas as well. And it's kind of funny because even though I'm not trying to downgrade or trying to insult or anything like that as far as what this means, but it's not like really I feel anything changed. I mean, seriously, if anything, it makes me feel slightly better because nothing against a Cole or Bebe, but neither of those guys are really felt like we're going to play a pivotal role into what this team was going to be next year. Like, I, I mean, they may have. Maybe I was going to be surprised or anything, but I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And now that there's still more and more players each and every day, it seems like, getting added to the transfer portal, I start to think about it and say, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, they can add in somebody better. Or maybe, just maybe, there's a person or a player that's on a team right now that has yet to enter into the transfer portal that will be, and maybe Arkansas can get a piece of him too. I don't know what's going to happen. But the thing is, is I don't really think of any of it as a problem. Like, I'm not sitting here just saying, oh, man, what's going on with the program? Why is everyone leaving? Now, if your stars left, that would be problematic. You know, if a J.D. Note or a K.K. Robinson or something like that left, that would be problematic. But until that happens, there's no reason to panic or anything like that. So that's first and foremost. Second off, I also wanted to give a major, major shout-out to Courtney Diefel and the Razorback softball team. 
for the first time in program history, they are going to be SEC champs. And I guess the situation where Florida sweeps Texas A&M this week, the, it'll be a share of the SEC regular season championship. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This Razorback softball team is going to win the SEC regular season. First time ever. And the first time that a team not named Bama or Florida will win it since 2007. So think about that. 14 years. Every year has been Florida or Bama. Until now. Until Arkansas. Arkansas softball program that just 2016 went 1-23 in in conference play. Like, that's really bad. Really bad. And now look at them and see how everything's changed. So huge shout-out to Courtney Dyfel and the job that they've been doing. I mean, that, that is something that everybody can be excited about and really, really be excited about what could be going on later down the road as far as the program building. I'm sure a nice, sizable check is going to be in the mail for a new raise, or at least, to Courtney Dyfel. But huge shout-out to them, and hopefully they can keep it going in the postseason as well. We'll talk with Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball here in just a second, but I want to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by 1010 a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. And they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and also is fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We'll be joined by Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball here in just a second. But first, folks, got to tell you about rockauto.com and how there are ever-increasing makes and models of all different types of vehicles. And it makes it really tough to go into big box stores to try to find exactly what you're looking for for your vehicle, especially if you have a pretty rare year or rare model or rare make or whatever it may be. RockAuto.com is the place to go. It's a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And best of all, RockAuto.com always has reliably low prices. So why would you spend twice as much up for the same parts at big box stores? If you go to RockAuto.com, see all the parts they have available for your car or truck, write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. Right now, let's go to the phone lines. We're joined by Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com. Kendall, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Well, we're doing good. I mean, listen, it's almost like the last time we got a chance to catch up with you was about five weeks ago, and I felt like we were talking about, hey, Arkansas is the number one team in the nation and how great it is, and here we are. Yeah. Five weeks later, Arkansas still the number one team in the nation. Yeah, they just continue to play at such a high level. I mean, you even look at the series finale against LSU over the weekend. I thought it was pretty telling that it just seemed like LSU, even though it won that game, uh, man, the Tigers were just hanging off for dear life. So 
can you play at a level to where the uh, team like LSU at the box is kind of hanging on for dear life? It gives you an idea of just how well this team is playing. So uh, they're clicking on all cylinders, and I'm kind of with you. Uh, when you're number one in the country, everybody expects you to win the national championship. And you know, I know Bay Van Horn you know, wants to keep these guys grounded. So uh, it, it's all about what happens in the postseason. So uh, you know, they'll take the number one ranking, but they'd much rather have that number one ranking at the end of the year. Kendall, who are some of the teams, not only within the SEC, but nationally, who could challenge this team? Because they have been the yep. number one team pretty much all season. But as we know, there are more than just one really good team in all of college baseball. Yeah, I mean, I'll go outside the SEC here because we all know about the SEC teams. But, you know, I think TCU, uh, when you look at the job that you know Jim Sawstinkle has done this year, they've got a really balanced offensive lineup. Uh, you look at the Frogs uh, on the mound, on the front of the rotation, uh, with guys like Austin Krobe and, and Russell Smith. Uh, they've got the arms, they've got the experience, they've got the bats uh, to go pretty deep in the postseason and make a run in Omaha. I think, you know, for me, the other team that's really interesting uh, is Arizona. I think when you look at the Wildcats, um, you know, they've got, they, they, we kind of knew they were going to be a really offensive club coming the year. But, you know, Nate Yeske was a, was a pitching coach for Oregon State when they played Arkansas and Omaha. He's now the pitching coach of Arizona. He's done a really nice job there. They made Big strides in the mound, so uh, Arizona's worth keeping on. And then the other team for me, I, I'm still like it's, it's weird. Like they had not lost an ACC series, so I guess weird. So I'd be questioning how good they are. But, like I'm still just like like sure how good Notre Dame is. But I mean they've won every single ACC series. So either the ACC is just not very good, which I kind of believe is likely the case, or Notre Dame is that legit. So I'm very curious to see how Notre Dame plays down the stretch. Yeah, it's funny you brought up a lot of those teams because sometimes we can be so focused on Arkansas and the SEC that we really don't have yeah. an idea of what's going on outside of the conference. But with, with Arkansas, it's a matter of, like, like you have them at number one, and I think everyone would agree that they're number one, but do you believe they're the best team in the country? Like, from what you've seen so far this year, which is a pretty good sample size, do you actually believe that this Razorback baseball team is the best team in the country? No, I do. Uh, you know, I think I think Vanderbilt's the closest team to it. I, I know a lot of people were kind of upset that you know Vanderbilt lost the series over the weekend at Florida and they didn't drop out of number two. But I just think, especially at this point in the season, I think those are the two best teams in college baseball. And I think uh, for me, Arkansas is just a lot more lethal offensively. Uh, I think when you look at the Hogs' order, top to bottom, boy, that's it's just relentless. Whereas I do feel like Vanderbilt, there is a drop off at some point. Uh, you know, before you could argue there was a huge drop off on the mound between Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter and what the Hogs have done. But hell, I mean, uh, Patrick Wicklander has been awesome uh, as of late, and Peyton Pallet has been very, very good at times as well. So uh, I'm still, with Arkansas's pitching staff, I'm still a little iffy with just the inconsistency on the mound, but it's not a. It's not a situation of these guys just aren't that talented. It's the opposite. Like these guys are supremely talented. They just they just need to kind of rein things in a little bit as they get closer to the postseason here. Should there be concern about Arkansas starting pitching and and having a uh, third starter, or is that something that's common within college baseball? Yeah, I mean, I think it could work. I mean, I think if you look around the country. I want to say Mississippi State and thirteen was in a situation when they were in Omaha and played UCLA for the National Championship that they were kind of playing the third game, you know, whether it's in the regular season or in Omaha, and it's kind of a Johnny Holstaff game. And so there is a prime example and precedent for a team who kind of played just a piecemeal operation there in the third game of a series. So 
the good news for Arkansas is if you look ahead to Omaha and you know DBH would get mad at me for even mentioning this, but you know let's say they go two and zero to start in Omaha. I mean, you could conceivably get to that whole tournament without ever using a number three starter. So uh, I don't I don't think having three and four starters really means as much in the College World Series. Where it could mean a lot, the guys is in a regional. Uh, the good news for Arkansas, though, I think even if they got you know pushing a regional to Monday, I mean they're just so good offensively. I don't see anybody that is you know anybody's number four starter that could beat them on a Monday in a regional. Kendall, since we're talking about Arkansas pitching, explain this to me like I'm an eight year old. How in the world is Kevin Cobb's doing what he's doing? How in the world is this guy who we we know that he had some talent and everything, but when he's coming to these games, it's become where it's not a matter of you know Arkansas getting the victory if they have a lead. It's just a matter of how many guys is he going to strike out in this one. I mean, he's just playing at another level. How is he doing this? It is crazy. I mean, you look at Kevin Cobb and you look at it. You know, his fastballs got some velo on it, but I mean, you look at that slider. And it's like, okay, at some point, uh, these guys are just going to sit slider and, oh, and they're going to hit it, right? They're going to guess right. But that slider is so nasty that it just doesn't matter. Like, it, it's got spin, it's missing the bat. And even when people make contact, they're that lucky. Uh, it's not very hard contact. So um, it's just, it, it's kind of fascinating. He's just in such a zone. Yeah, I, I think when you look at closers around college baseball, for me, it's, you know, Kevin Cobbs. Landon Sims at Mississippi State, and I mean, honestly, like there's a huge drop off after those two guys for me. I think those two, especially with cops leading the way, are by far the two best closers in college baseball. Is there a chance of cops winning Pitcher of the Year for the SEC, or is it one of those things because he's coming out of the bullpen? You look more at starting pitching. That's a great question. I mean, Ideally, if you look at his numbers, I mean, he absolutely should be in the mix, and he's such a huge key to this team, especially when you consider the bullpen, how much he's struggled at times. Like, he has been an absolute godsend for this team. And so, I mean, I think he should be in the mix. I mean, historically, they always go with a starter. So, I mean, you've got to go with a starter at this point. But, boy, he, I mean, if there's ever a reliever that's deserved to be in the mix, it's certainly uh, Kevin. We'll continue our discussion with Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com. But first, folks, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. That's right, promo code Locked On, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, I've always been fascinated how those awards work out because some Razorback fans, one of myself included, I've always hated the whole co-player of the week when it comes to these awards and whatnot, especially when the SEC is handing them out. Uh, but it's just crazy to think about just the amount of Razorback players like Kevin Copps, like a Christian Franklin, like a, a Robert Moore, like a Matt Goodhart, like all these guys that are just getting all these different accommodations and accomplishments throughout the year. Uh, who would you say has been the biggest surprise to you on Arkansas's team so far? Because we know why like, Christian Franklin was a preseason All-American, but like as far as the guys that have really brought it this year, who has been the biggest surprise to you? 
You know, I think you look around this team, and, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, like, really difficult to pinpoint anybody, right? Like, there's so many guys on the team that I feel like are premier players. But, you know, I, I think when you look uh, around this club, I mean, you look at Brady Slavin, you know, and the, and the job that he's done, uh, getting the key hits, he's gotten 10, R, 10 home runs, 50 RBIs. I'm not so sure I was expecting Brady to have that good of a year. Uh, you know, Caden Wallace, I think, is a guy that, you know, I'm, I'm always impressed at young players who step right in and, you know, have big years. And I think when you look at a guy like him, uh, he's, he's had, you know, a lot like Bob Moore last year, he's had no real transition. Like, it's been like, snap your finger, he's in there getting big hits. And so I think Caden Wallace, for me, I'm always impressed uh, when freshmen have that big of an impact. And, you know, I would even argue, and I get it, like his offensive numbers aren't overwhelming, but I would even argue Jalen Battles. Like he's, you know, if you look at his plays defensively and even offensively, he's had some big hits this year. But man, he has made some really, really big plays for this team. And so those are the kind of the main guys that, that would stand out to me. Are there any surprises on the other side where you expected to see more from certain players and they haven't necessarily lived up to, not didn't live up to expectation, but not necessarily playing at a level that you expected to see? Yeah, I mean, I think you look at a guy like Casey Opus and, like, uh, you know, offensively, I would never, ever get on Casey defensively because he's a premier catcher. You know, but just a guy who's had that many at-bats, and, and I get it, batting average can be really deceiving. You know, if you look at his numbers right now, I mean, he's hitting around uh, 256. He's got, you know, more walks than strikeouts. So, like, I guess I'm being, like, outrageously nitpicky here. <laughs> but, I mean, I think I probably expected his average to be a little higher. But, I mean, He's walking more than he's striking out. So at the end of the day, if you can have a premium backstop, a leader, uh, and a guy that's still finding a way to get on base even with a lower average, you'll, you'll take it. But, I mean, I've, I've got to find something, right? And, like, that would be the one thing for me. I just thought with his experience, I kind of expected him to have a little bit higher average at this point. But you know, that's, that's being very, very critical at this juncture. Looking at Arkansas's SEC series and the ones they have left, they have Georgia this week, and then they go on the road to Tennessee – uh, they got Florida. Everybody in the SEC is really good, especially Tennessee, who has really come on strong. But Arkansas has yet to lose an SEC series. Do you see them losing any of the SEC series left, or how do you see these playing out as far as the final few of them before the postseason starts? You know, the, honestly, the only series remaining that I'm, I'm a little—I mean, I wouldn't say concerned, word, but I'm a little uh, iffy on—is Florida. Uh, you know, Florida was a team coming this season preseason number one by everyone, including ourselves. Um, they're a team that, you know, for much of the year has not played like the number one team in college baseball, to say the least. But, you know, I just kind of wonder with Florida last weekend against Vanderbilt, they now, uh, it's either two or three straight SEC series. They, they won the series against Vanderbilt over the weekend. Uh, they're feeling really good about themselves. They've got an advantageous schedule down the stretch outside of Arkansas. And, you know, I just kind of wonder about this team, you know, down the stretch, if they start to play like the team we all kind of expected them to be. So I would say Florida, for me, is a really interesting series, especially if the jockey position is a top 16. And, and Arkansas has kind of spilled up uh, its host, you know, its top top eight spot, which they've pretty much already done that. But you, know, you kind of wonder a little bit at that juncture, like how much is Arkansas really playing for? I know DBH doesn't look at things that way, but that would be the series I would circle. I think Tennessee on the road is going to be really, really interesting. I think both teams, for me, are very offensive. Uh, I just think uh, Arkansas has more pitching depth. So I kind of lean Arkansas in that series. Arkansas seems to have some tough series down the stretch. 
when you look at some of these teams that are bunched together right behind Arkansas, who has an easy road down the stretch, you feel? Uh, maybe, you know, looking at Vandy, Tennessee, Florida, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, I, I, I think outside of the Arkansas series, I think Tennessee's remaining schedule is pretty advantageous. I mean, they're, they're, they are set up strong that they can just get one game against Arkansas. They could conceivably, you know, finish the finish the year winning four of their, you know, four of those last six conference games, or I could see them sweeping one of those series and only and, and winning two out of three in the last one, winning five of six. And so Tennessee, for me, fans that, that Arkansas series, I think has a pretty pretty good remaining schedule. All right, last one before I let you get out of here, uh, Kendall. As far as everything set for for uh, hosting sites, because last time we talked to you was when. This big news talked about uh, putting bids in on host sites and everything. What's the development on that, and, and how do you see that playing out once postseason gets set as far as regional sites? Is it going to be pretty similar to what we've seen as far as who gets them, or are we going to see some pretty big differences from what we've seen in previous years? No, that's a good question. I, I think right now, I mean, we're looking at next Tuesday, 20 regional host sites being announced. Uh, obviously, they'll pick 16 out of those 20. So what, from, from what I'm hearing, it, it, most of the picks are going to be totally based off of merit. And so I think the teams that we see in the mix are going to be teams that we're expecting to see in the mix. And so I think the question for me is, like, right now you have one gung-ho ACT team as a host in Notre, Notre Dame. Like, who is the number two team they have in the hosting mix? Is it Pittsburgh? Is it Louisville? Is it Florida State? Uh, out west in the Pac-12, you know, you have Arizona and Oregon in the mix to host. Outside of that, like, who do you have? Like, what, you know, what you still like to keep up in there. So those are the main storylines for me. Uh, I can pretty safely say I feel very good about Arkansas, obviously being one of those teams. Mm-hmm. But uh, out west and certainly the ACC, uh, there will be some interesting, potentially interesting names called next Tuesday. Well, Kendall, as always, man, we appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the rest of the baseball season, man, and I know we'll be catching you up it, with brother. you. You got it, brother. Y'all be good. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 